have entered a place of forbidden magic, where arcane evils arise from the darkest pits of the unknown, where incantations stir unfathomable horrors to life, where one must only leave behind the safety and comfort of their known world to step onto the path of the unimaginable and stare into the void. Prepare yourself. This is Spooky House. <laughs> Hot damn, we done made it to episode 92 of the Superhouse Podcast. This is Stefan and I'm joined by my other cohorts. Go ahead and introduce yourself, fellas. Andrew here. Maddie. And Matt. And we, got, <laughs> <laughs> and we got a doozy of a show for you guys today. We're going to do a couple of uh, two-sentence horror stories that Johnson has brought to our attention. Um, I recorded my mother telling a scary story for the spooky month uh, of October. Uh, we're going to keep rolling with that. We're also going to talk about Stranger Things and reaction to the new trailer that just came out. A reaction to the New Mutants trailer that just dropped. Um, also, uh, 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 Andrew's going to break down um, In the Mouth of Madness by John Carpenter, an old film from the 90s, horror film <laughs> from the 90s. Uh, <laughs> old. <laughs> well, isn't that bad? My prime. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's gonna be the show for today. Welcome to episode ninety-two, Mother Truck. We fucking made it. All right, Johnson. I am excited to hear these two sentence horror stories you have. And for the listener, we're gonna, let's explain this real quick. We uh, are going to rate them either a spooky or a dookie. <laughs> so take it away, Johnson. All right, just for preference, these are not mine, and I haven't even read all these. Only, I think I only read, like, the first three. So they're a surprise to me, too. I expect all spookies. Uh, I think there's some dookies in here, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you ready? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, number one. I was having a pleasant dream when what sounded like hammering woke me. After that, I could barely hear the muffled sound of dirt covering the coffin over my own screams. Dookie. Mm, dookie. I thought it was quite spooky. <laughs> Ooh, it's like a bad dream. Was it my reading or actual? No, just the story itself. <laughs> yeah, that one's kind of lame. Hopefully they get better. One spooky, two dookies. <laughs> All right, so that's an overall dookie on that one. <laughs> I think dookie on that as well. Oh, All right, oh. Okay. I can't sleep, she whispered, crawling into bed with me. I woke up cold, clutching the dress she was buried in. A little bit emo. Yeah. I don't know. That's somewhere between spooky and dookie. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of spadookie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, just a slight dookie on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's better than the last one. It's not It's not a solid duke like the last one was. Solid duke. 
<laughs> it's just a slight dookie. <laughs> it's a like a little dookie. little pebble. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dingleberry, that one. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have corn in it or anything, but oh. <laughs> you really stooped to a new level. Whoa. <laughs> All right, number three, y'all ready? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. I begin tucking him into bed, and he tells me, Daddy, check for the monsters under my bed. I look underneath for his amusement and see him, another him, under the bed, staring back at me, quivering and whispering, Daddy, there's somebody in my bed. Damn, that's spooky as shit. <laughs> spooky. <laughs> Spooky. I think it would have been yeah. spookier if he didn't, if the kid didn't say anything under the bed, just like staring at his dad. Because visually, that's fucking terrifying. But then yeah, when he right. talks, I'm like, ah. But still yeah, spooky. Should, yeah, there should be like when he looks back up. What does the other kid do? Like murders him. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up that's murder. A, that's a ten. Got, like giant fang teeth. That's a spooky from you, Stefan, as well. Yeah, I'd say so. That one gave me a little chilly willies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chilly welly. All right. Are you ready for number four? Yeah. yeah. Number four, Spooker Duke. <laughs> Get home. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, you get home tired after a long day's work and ready for a relaxing night alone. You reach for the light switch and another hand is already there. Duke. Duke. Yeah, that's Duke. Yeah, that's not scary at all. Maddie, Stefan? Sorry, my actually my audio <laughs> cut out for a second. I was fucking with oh. my face. I missed the whole damn thing. God oh, damn didn't... it, Stefan. So it was sorry. no good. You didn't miss anything. It was, no well, it was a Duke. One a Duke. <laughs> Solid Duke on that one. Solid Duke. <laughs> that one was a hide a Duke. You find that one on the couch after a party. <laughs> Can this be our new rating system? Like, I give this five dookies, and that means good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it means good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> restart. <laughs> Super House, the top podcast amongst five-year-olds. <laughs> I used to really like this show for the intelligent conversation. <laughs> Around episode 90-something, I really took a dive. It really <laughs> fell off. They all can't all right. be winners. <laughs> Yeah, is ready for the next one? Oh, yeah. Yes. I want okay. To Number, I don't know, five or six? I don't know. I can't move, breathe, speak, or hear, and it's so dark all the time. If I knew it would be so lonely, I would have been cremated instead. Ooh. Nice. I, I'm mm. gonna say Slight spook. That's spook. <laughs> it's coming. It's, that's like a message from the other side. Mm. So spook. <laughs> it's not full spook, but so like spook. A cool ghost. Like a slight little jump. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a real happening corpse. <laughs> <laughs> He's ready to party. <laughs> Dead it might alive. be uh, one by Metallica, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> could, we have, could we make a Superhouse shirt that says, Dead alive? I'd rather be drunk. <laughs> no, I'm dead. And I'm ready to get head. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying here, guys. <laughs> We're gonna have to edit some of this spooky house. <laughs> <laughs> this this can't happen. 
Correct. Okay, Johnson, please regale us with the next one. Number uh, maybe seven? <clears throat> Not sure. Uh, she went upstairs to check on her sleeping toddler. The window was open and the bed was empty. Oh, really? That's it? <laughs> Duke. Yeah. Duke. Full on Duke. Yeah, like I said, I didn't read all these. So. It's okay, that man. a beefer. <laughs> Saying Duke so many times is fun enough. <laughs> if they went on for hours just saying spook or nuke they weren't even reading anything anymore oh man so good oh man, I think I've lost my mind I'm slightly buzzed too I'm on like my fourth beer so nice. there is there is that as well yeah I'm up from a nap and I just blazed some of that cron cron how many married all this shit is spooky to me how many marijuanas you smoked today, boy? <laughs> I think um, uh, three. <laughs> okay, Johnson, sorry. <laughs> Excellent, okay. Uh, my daughter won't stop uh, crying and screaming in the middle of the night. I visit her grave and ask her to stop, but it doesn't help. Dang, that's spook. That's spook, spook, yeah. That's depressing, too. Someone just took me to spook down. Spook across the board. <laughs> I'm all Halloweened out, boys. <laughs> the spirits have got me. That's where I say hard nope. Still <laughs> so got that chicken skin. Yeah. Those goosebumps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Creepy crawlers. Remember that shit? Hell yeah. That was my shit. That was a two second drive down to memory lane. All right, Johnson, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next one. Uh, after working a hard day, I came home to see my girlfriend cradling her child. I didn't know which one was frightening seeing my dead girlfriend and stillborn child or knowing that someone broke into my apartment to place them there. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty spooky, man. That's spook, yeah. spook. Yeah. Pretty good. It's a nice sadistic one. Like dug up the bodies and posed them and everything. Another spook across the board. <laughs> full, spook. Spook full, full spook. Spooky. Full, full spooky. Full spook. Dude, dude, don't go full spook on me. Say <laughs> the same about a full duke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. This is a short one. Okay. There was a picture in my phone of me sleeping. I live alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh that's man, a that's a spook. Short and sweet. The wording nah. could be a little better. It could be a little more eloquently put, but you know I'm in. Not a not a solid spook nugget. Nah, someone got drunk, took a photo, a selfie of themselves because they don't know how to work their fucking phone and fell asleep that's and woke good. up. I was like. <gasps> Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, but maybe it's from like a agree. and like a three quarter angle, you know, from a bottle. Oh yeah. Like, no way. Oh yeah. yeah. That'd be good. Or if she got a text from an unknown number of her sleeping. <gasps> you know what'd be even creepier is if she it was her taking a selfie in the bathroom and then through the door you could see her laying on the bed and it was like, That's me sleeping. Ooh, yeah. That's a mind fuck as well as a spook. <laughs> <laughs> Slight duke from me as well. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. All right, next. So one. it's one spook, two dukes. 
All right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Johnson. Go ahead. Is anyone keeping notes on these? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> no. There's going to be one You're fan winning. out there who's like, I disagree with number seven. That was very. <laughs> <laughs> like you're all wildly uninformed. Yeah, if we got fan mail, we would get letters like that. To me, every every fanboy on the internet just sounds like Professor Frank from The Simpsons. Totally, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay. All right, next one. Okay. I woke up to hear knocking on glass. At first, I thought it was the window until I heard it come from the mirror again. That was a little like Donnie Dookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. you have to I feel like you were, you were about, you were about to give that a spook, I felt like. <laughs> like I, I still, I like the magical aspect of it, but it didn't, it didn't wow me. Slight Duke, very slight Duke <laughs> yeah, from slight Stefan. Duke. Okay, it's my Duke. Yeah, once you Duke. Yeah, once you heard it was in the window, you were kind of like, ah, yeah, it's gonna be open. You guys want the next one? All right, I'll read it. Okay. The last thing I saw was my alarm clock flashing 12:07. Before she pushed her long, rotting nails through her my chest, her other hand muffling my screams, I I sat bolt upright. Relieved it was only a dream, but as I saw my alarm clock read 12.06, I heard my closet door creak open. Yes! <laughs> and that's too long. Like yeah. Run on sentences. Too long, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but kind of spooky. A little spooky. It's okay. Spooky. I give it a slight spook. Very, very slight. <laughs> I give it a spook. The creak and the closet door and all, yeah, I like that. It's a 60% Rotten Tomatoes. It just got the fresh. <laughs> just got mm. fresh. I would have been one of the reviewers that's like, Dookie, Rotten Dookie. <laughs> Dookie Tomatoes. Zero percent for me. <laughs> Show that film who's boss. <laughs> okay, next one? Yes. All right. Growing up with cats and dogs, I got used to the sounds of scratching at my door while I slept. Now that I live alone, it is much more unsettling. Oh, I'm bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, it's it's. I give it a slight spook again. Yeah. yeah. I missed it. Can you repeat that one? <laughs> sure, sure. All right. Growing up with cats and dogs, I got used to the sounds of scratching at my door while I slept. Now that I live alone, it's much more unsettling. Sounds like they yeah. ripped off the selfie one. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the add addition of animals was cool. Kind of pet cemetery, kind of Cujo. But... <laughs> I'll give it a duke. <laughs> I give it a duke. This was the Star Wars universe. It would be a Count Dooku. <laughs> Ooh, that's good Ooh. oh man how long have you been waiting to use that one Johnson yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only reason you name this thing Spook or Duke just so you could use that <laughs> who who fucking thought of that name by the way George Dukas <laughs> oh man Johnson, this is my favorite game we've played on Super House, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> good. 
All right. Okay, good. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. In all of the time that I've lived alone in this house, I swear to God, I've closed more doors than I've opened. Oh, that sucks. Dude. Dude. That's it? (laughs) Duke, full steamer. Is that like missed opportunities? Like you, they just could, weren't very decisive, and they just couldn't. You know, no, it's like the ghosts keep opening doors, yeah. and then he has oh. to close them himself, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. I thought it was more yeah. metaphorical. Like, isn't it scarier if the ghost closes the door, though? Yeah, right. Yeah. Not opens. <laughs> don't worry. Do I, mean I got that. I don't that think they go. <laughs> close and open doors. I think they could do both. Ooh, there's a draft in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright. Next one? Yeah. Okay. A girl heard her mom yell her name from downstairs. So she got up and started to head down. As she got to the stairs, her mom pulled her into the room and said, I hear that too. <laughs> uh... Kind of like the little kid uh, one. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know, slight Duke for me. <laughs> the wording, the wording of it, kind of robs it of any kind of yeah, yeah. pizzazz. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, Duke. yeah, it's true, it's true. Duke, <laughs> solid Duke, Maddie. Solid Duke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Ready for the next one? How many more you got, Johnson? Yeah, keep going. Uh, there's about four more. Okay, cool. Sweet, cool. All right. My wife woke me up last night to tell me there was an intruder in our house. She was murdered by an intruder two years ago. Damn, that's pretty spook. <laughs> hey, I give that's it a spook as well. That was like American yeah. Gods. I'll give it a spook. Oh, yeah, pretty uh, good, pretty good. And he's married, so that's like scary enough. Yeah, a little bit. About as good as you can do in two sentences, I guess. <laughs> I thought we've, we've had some similar that got Duke reviewed. The, the writing was no. a little better. It's well, all in the writing, man. It's execution. Yeah, it, came, it, hit, the ear, it hit the ear drums a little nice. Mm, all right. <laughs> hit the ear drums. <laughs> Ready for the next one? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Okay. I awoke to the sound of the baby monitor crackling with a voice comforting my firstborn son, child. As I adjusted to a new position, my arm brushed against my wife, sleeping next to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aunt Callie's yeah. downstairs telling a nice story. Sly. <laughs> I mean, just because those, those baby monitors are kind of creepy. Yeah, that already yeah. right off the bat, <laughs> it was like, all right, I'm, I'm creepy, creeped out. <laughs> I never thought about that, but yeah, that, I could see that. Yeah, that'd be a cool visualization. I'd watch a fucking short episode. There is a movie. It seems... There's like a Swedish movie or something about a woman and like a baby monitor, and she keeps hearing like a dead kid or something. Oh, well. From beyond. I think it had Naomi Rapo. What's her name? Naomi Watts. Rapace. Oh. Rapace. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like her. Naomi yeah. Rapace. All right, next one? Yeah. Okay. I always thought my cat had a staring problem. She always seemed fixated on my face until one day when I realized that she was always looking just behind me. Duke. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. that one. That was a spook. Yeah. Oh I like that. Maybe, maybe the cat's eyes are just off. 
Yeah, but there's there really is no way to determine like exactly what your fucking cat's looking at. So. <laughs> <laughs> if it's like staring up in the corner but of the ceiling, like, though, it's like, and you don't see any bug there, it's like, oh, that's get that gets kind of creepy. You're like, what the fuck are you staring at? Why are you being first of all? Why are you so fucking True. weird, cat? I think, well, when they get fixated on like a corner and they start growling and there's nothing yeah. there, that's creepy. Yeah. yeah. I give it a cre- I give it a spook. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I'll also spook it. <clears throat> I'll also spook it. <laughs> I'll spook it. <laughs> Alright, final one. Are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. Final spooker duke. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like the laughter of a baby, unless it's 1 a.m. and you're home alone. Ugh. So many baby ones. Yeah, that yeah. one was like the ultimate redundant two-second, yeah. two-sentence story. We've had yeah. the baby thing, yeah. the Malone thing. Look at that one, a Duke. Duke, Duke. yeah. Full Duke. Full Duke across the board. Duke across the board. <laughs> what are you doing to my board? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that just concludes the first Super House Spooky or Dookie. <laughs> that was a smashing success. <laughs> Flushing success. That is, Johnson, great work, man. Hilarious. <clears throat> I didn't. We got a lot of a lot of mileage out of that Spooky or Dookie rating system. <laughs> yeah, we did. Sophisticated. Uh, all right, let's move right the fuck on into the next section. Um, Stefan, your mom has is going to regale us with a story now. That's right. I recorded Mama Stefan uh, <laughs> a, a spooky story, hopefully not a dookie story from oh. uh, from her days past. Hi, everybody. Okay, so this story happens like in my uh, teenage years. I was actually... Um, graduating from high school, all kinds of really cool things were going on. I just turned 18. (laughs) Um, I was involved in like all these beauty pageants and um, I was starting my first real (laughs) job as a summer job. going to be starting college in the fall. And one of the coolest things was that um, I had a chance to audition for a very world famous dance artist at the time by the name of Jose Greco and I had been studying dance my whole life and studying and performing locally Um, but anyway uh, there was an advertisement uh, in the newspaper that Jose Greco was going to be coming to the Denver area uh, to audition dancers and um, anyway I uh, I was so excited about that and I auditioned and um, I actually earned a scholarship to study with Jose Greco at a place called Northwoods Institute um, in South Bend, West Baden, French Lick, Indiana. So that's a crazy name. but. Anyway, um, 18, it was the first time I was ever traveling, had to take planes, trains, buses, taxis to get there. 
uh, to this little place called French Lick, Indiana, and it was a place set off in the woods, some foresty area. And it was really unique because the building itself was built in a circle. It was round. And um, so it had had this particular building had many incarnations. Um, It had been a hotel resort spa area for the rich and famous back in the late 1800s and into the 1900s and um, was actually um, a favorite getaway for Al Capone uh, who in the 20s you know whenever he felt like you know he had a escape the law that was one of his favorite places to go to and it was really this magnificent building it was like about five or six stories high and built in a circle uh, with this amazing uh, glass atrium covering the top. Mm-hmm. And so when you were inside the building, you know, it was enclosed and you could walk into the center of the building that was uh, just a huge open area with this beautiful glass covering. Mm-hmm. And the rooms were, um, there were rooms built on the inside of that circle. So they faced the interior of the building And so that was the atrium. And then there were rooms on the exterior of that circular building and they faced out toward the woods. Uh Um, The other uh, little tidbit, Mm -hmm. they talked about how um, the building at one point had been um, a a Jesuit seminary for the training of priests. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the, um, the priests had lived there and studied there for I don't know 50 or 60 years but anyway um, I was there to study dance with this very famous Spanish dancer flamenco artist and members of his company and his prima ballerina Nana Lorca Mm -hmm. and so that was really you know an exciting time in my life but um, so anyway we would dance um, all day, you know, we'd be in class taking dance classes and and work really hard during the day and then the evenings were our own. And so one evening um, we were hanging out in our room. I had a roommate and um, we hear all kinds of commotion going on in the atrium area. So we open our door, a balcony door that faced the inside of the atrium, and and we asked, you know, asked what was going on, and people were really excited. And there were people, you know, guys were running around, and it was already getting late at night. And they said, "There's a ghost! There's a ghost!" And so we looked up um, to the opposite side of the building, the interior of the building, and we saw a light on uh in a room Mm -hmm. and that whole side of the building was really off limits to to us to anybody um because it was you know pretty old by the time that you know we were Mm -hmm. um having our classes and uh, we only had one section that we were supposed to be Mm -hmm. in our our group was supposed to be in And so anyway, um, all these guys go charging up the staircase and they ran to the room. By the time they got to the room, the light went out 
but then another light on like the fourth floor would come on so then they'd run back down to the staircase and try to get up to the fourth floor and as soon as they got up to that room that light would go out and seconds later now on say like the third floor on the opposite end the light would come on and so that happened for quite a while through the night and there was no way that you know it was another person mm -hmm. doing that because there was only one staircase and um, they would have seen anybody trying to use mm -hmm. a staircase to go yeah. you know between floors but there was supposed to be um, there was a ghost of a priest and when they first encountered this ghost, they didn't really notice anything unusual about him. They would see him coming down the hall. Mm -hmm. But then they noticed that um, the priest wearing his long black garment, you know, the kind of like a skirt-like thing that reached yeah. all the way down to the floor, they noticed that it wasn't really moving like a person walking. Rather, oh. he was floating down oh, wow. the hall yeah. <laughs> oh, man. and so this carried on you know for uh, a couple hours until the guys got tired yeah. <laughs> they could never catch the ghost <laughs> and and so it was it was kind of funny but it was really pretty scary for me and so yeah. that that's kind of like my ghost story oh. So yeah. it was kind of, it was exciting, but it was kind of scary too. Yeah, I remember you telling me that as a kid. I love that story. It's so, it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, yeah. Nice, Stefan. Yes. yes. <clears throat> nice little, <clears throat> little tale my mother weaves. Your mom has a very sensual voice. <laughs> She's a very sensual yeah. person, Matt Johnson. Uh, That's my main takeaway. She's a very passionate and creative and... <laughs> Yeah, it comes off. I, I can feel. <laughs> yeah. Johnson wants to give you a new half brother, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is my yeah. new brother uh, slash uncle, and uh... <laughs> the more the merrier, man. You know Get what I'm saying? Get in line, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. Must have many calls. Did you hear that a lot growing I'm up, sure. Stefan? <laughs> that story. That your mom is hot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I like. I think you know, like like regular kids i don't know kids on tv <laughs> or something you know i could be like hey, it's my fucking mom. shut up you know like but i'm just like my mom always took it as a compliment when people told me that even as lewd as sometimes it could get i'm just like well you know it's, i'm not offended i don't like whatever like yeah she's she's a pretty mom my sister <laughs> my sister's a hot sister you know like <laughs> whoa I've heard, buddy I, I'm, I'm just not surprised you know i'm like i'm not hurt i've heard it all i've heard it all i'm just like yeah, you know. i mean bush you're the biggest milk hunter out there aren't you? <laughs> yeah that's true uh, no i've seen pictures of her she is a very very attractive lady hey, hey my mom could use some work on her car and all you know like, yeah. if, we have any, if we have any decent suitors i'm sure logically <laughs> She wouldn't turn anyone away. I'm just kidding. I'm wow. Your, your Facebook stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mom, I'd like to introduce you to your new boyfriend, Matt Johnson. <laughs> it's been decided for you. He's a real cool she's, guy. She's a she's a nice lady. Yeah. She's gotten many a compliment in her day, still to this day. She was actually she was talking about how she was in like beauty pageants and stuff. She yeah. was. She was. Um. It was like a local beauty pageant, like. 
it wasn't like it was like a Miss Colorado, but it was like the official like in part of like you know Miss America or anything like that. But she wasn't. Uh, she did win like a Miss Colorado competition in 1969. 69. Oh, <laughs> so when you heard the story as a kid, you were like, "That's scary, mom." Yeah, I loved it because I always remember her talking about like somebody else like recounting the details of what the ghost might have been like, like the floating priest ghost or whatever. Um, but yeah, I would hear this story all the time, and it always would catch, capture my imagination. Like the building, the, the the roundness of the building, having a courtyard and stuff, like made it kind of a unique setting. And then her purpose for being there was just kind of like seemingly mundane. You know what I mean? Like I could see it as like a creepy movie where there's this like hotel ghost, uh, priest ghost, like tormenting these young women. There's not <laughs> enough dancers. ghost stories or horror movies <laughs> in hotels. Yeah, yeah, hey, I would agree, actually. And it sounded like this hotel had a weird history, like it was some old seminary or something like that? What yeah, it was a Jesuit seminary, and then just, like, changed hands and kind of changed, um, uh, changed, uh, I guess, names and, like, types of resorts and things or whatever. Cool. Um, yeah, it, I guess it's been renovated. It's still there to this day. I'd like to go visit it to see that courtyard and everything, just kind of be in the air of you know what this story sets up um, yeah. But yeah my mom's got a lot of like kind of supernatural experiences of her own uh that um that story i always just liked it was one of my favorites what do you guys think spook spooky <laughs> oh really wow just just kidding i liked it it was good Matty duked on mama <laughs> <laughs> she likes it <laughs> she's gonna listen to this and be like I, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I expected voice. three spooks. <laughs> my voice for my mom like ages her by like twenty years though. <laughs> she sounds very sensual. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you, Sunny Jimbo Jimbo. Johnson's sitting there with a fucking full boner, man. <laughs> oh, uh, That's a duke. I had a huge fat. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, as, long as, you can, as long as you can sleep at night. <laughs> hey, that helps you to sleep, all right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah so that was uh, Mom's Spooky Story 2017. Cool. <laughs> Any other final comments on that one? All right, then. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we're moving right along here. All right, so now we're going to go into trailer reaction time. Yay! So we have Stranger Things final trailer here queued up for the next one. So let's all load that up real quick. All right, ready? Yeah. I'll count us in. Three, two, one, start. Ooh, the Lord is here. Oh, spooky already. Not a do. No. Oh. <laughs> Waffles. Gotta get them waffles. Gotta get that ego. Look at my ego. <laughs> this is so good, man. Yeah. Look at that shit. Look at that shit. Some Cthulhu open this bitch, man. You guys notice um, the kid playing uh, Cannonball in the new movie? Hey, that's Hellboy. That's Hellboy, yeah, too. Hellboy. Yeah, I noticed that that kid's in the New Mutants trailer. 
This song is great, by the way. Yeah, this thing mm -hmm. is awesome. I, I like that we're going to get more of him. Um, oh, yeah. We're going to get any of him Will. last time. More Will. He's, he's, real, he's got good presence, that little kid. Paul Reiser? Where if he's able to do some bullshit like he did in Aliens? <laughs> How is that happening? What's happening here? The lock going up by itself. <sighs> oh, or it's it's, uh, it's 11, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. What is that map? So many questions. What is this fucking spider thing, man? Oh, Sean Aston right there. I didn't see that before. Yeah, but... that's right. I'm excited He's... to see him. Good line. Yeah. They're going to do it. Rainbow! This is epic. It's like every movie you've ever loved. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it for the... Sean Aston running. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, I don't think I saw that tentacle grabbing kind of yeah. shot before. Gearing the fuck up. God, I got the gooseies, y'all. Yeah. Oh, dude. Woo. This mm. seems oh. packed full of story. <laughs> I've always wanted one of those. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thoughts go, Maddie. Uh, I, you know, honestly, I didn't think it was going to be this action packed. Like, you know, I thought it was going to kind of play like the first season a little bit and be a little slower, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but this looks like full on out, all out war, man. Like <laughs> these guys are fucking gearing up, man. They got their fucking walkie talkies on with headsets Hell and yeah. fucking baseball bats with nails in it. Fucking weapons, uh, slingshot, you know, um, I don't know, man. I just, I think it looks fucking awesome. I can't wait. You know, we don't have that much longer to wait to watch this. So no, that's no. awesome. I'm glad we got another trailer because I was already excited. This trailer made me even more excited yeah. when I didn't think I could get excited <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but I love when a trailer does that. Uh, the music's great. I'm sure there's going to be a shit ton of great references throughout this. I mean, you know, I really, you know, they're all excited for Ghostbusters. So I hope there's some quoting during it if they can. I don't know how, how many rights things you have to like jump through to use that but uh yeah man i'm excited i think it looks fucking dope i think adding sean astin paul reiser is pretty cool and then uh there's is it there's a new girl character or is, it, is there a new girl and a new boy character or is it just a new girl character she's the redhead it's something i'm pushing she's the redhead pushing the barrel yeah like because yeah. they there's a line in the trailer where they're like we can't do this alone because they want to keep it like their close-knit right. group but they have right. to add this new girl so which will be cool to see how like Eleven reacts to her since she was just hanging out with boys and those are like the first kids she's ever seen. So it'll be interesting. I think it's going to be great. I, I don't think the brothers, the Duffer brothers would have done another season if they didn't have a fucking cool ass idea, you know? Um, so man, I'm fucking in. Uh, I'm John. ready. Uh, everything Maddie said. Maddie just said. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stefan. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it it looks real good. Uh, there was yeah, it seems like there's just like a whole lot based on from the first trailer. There's just like a whole lot more going on here than I 
had previously expected. So like after that first like break, it's like it's like it's like there's a break in the middle of, or near the end of the trailer and then it ramps up even more. I was like, man, this is chock full of just some action and like great story and and they really went to the you know the trouble to try and make this good it seems like and then it breaks and then there's even more shit and i'm just like what the fuck is going on so it was a nice mind melter of a trailer uh i'm super excited about it my main takeaway was it's like it's not seeming worse it seems like it's as good or better yeah. I won't say better, but it's at least as good as the first one, which is a fucking hell of an accomplishment, yeah. in my opinion. You know, sometimes you get kind of this feeling from the trailer, like, you know, they're kind of slipping from the first season. Yeah. You're not really, I, well, I'm not really getting that so much from this trailer. It's fucking <laughs> really fucking solid. Somebody at my work actually said that the only thing that she thought was little off about the trailer was that their Ghostbusters costumes were too perfect for the 80s because <laughs> kids costumes were shit back then yeah. they're a little bit better now which if that's the fucking worst thing you can take away from a trailer then it's a pretty fucking good trailer also yeah. what the fuck is going on with that tentacle shit I want to know that <laughs> right the fuck now is that yeah. Cthulhu please let me know <laughs> it's driving me fucking crazy man let us know in the comments yeah, <laughs> Andrew is scared. <laughs> Andrew is terrified. Yeah, I'm excited. That is the most like intriguing shit. I'm excited for more creature and uh, and more mo- monsters and more powers and stuff. It'll be cool to see Eleven expand upon what she already knows. Love yeah, this. I want to know what's going on with the upside down. Like if they that it was so mysterious before, they might explain more of that. That's where the fucking tentacles are coming from. Go ahead, Maddie. Sorry about that. No, no, I, I was just gonna say I love the little reference to uh, Sigourney Weaver hair that Eleven's uh, rocking in it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm just like I'm excited for the creature shit. I just like I just want to watch it. And what it like, you know, I'm sure we'll be getting a lot more of what the upside down is if it actually has a name. If it is something, you know. I'm excited to like at this point we were going to get nothing but information in this this season because the first like you can't really surprise us except with a new creature you know but like the thing is now we need to know what the upside down is how does it exist like is it only 11 why didn't 11 everyone thought 11 died but she didn't but the demogorgon's gone so like what's up with that how did she survive that so many questions I have so many right need to be answered. And right. I think they will. I mean, I have no. I, I'm not going in this season being like, "Oh shit, gonna be a cliffhanger at the end of this." I won't ever find out this or that because I felt like, you know, that show was pretty like. Besides a little, a few little things at the end, it was like pretty self-contained. It was like, right, nice. Yeah. You could watch it and be like, "Oh, I still have questions, and I would like another season." But if this is all I got, kind of ends on a little cliffhanger with like Will spitting out the sluggies, which where are those sluggies at? What right. do they do? Yeah. What are they doing in that sewer system? <laughs> so I'm very interested. Yeah. I have a lot of questions, but like. I thought, you know, if that was if we just got Stranger Things and that was it, I could rest easy and just rewatch it again, you know, and be like, that was it. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone should write like some fan fiction, produce some novels so I can read more. But, you know, I'm glad we're getting a second season. Hopefully they have an idea for a third. I don't know if I wanted to go past the fourth or fifth or, you know, I don't want this show to go on forever. I want to see these characters like, you know, reach the end or whatever. They said that what I heard anyway uh, is is that they wanted to shoot this one well other than it being a huge runaway runaway hit from last year they wanted to shoot this as quick as possible because they wanted to get the kids before they really went into puberty yeah <laughs> you got to 
because what's his name? Uh, Toothless boy. What's his name? He uh, <laughs> he he was like he's like just about to fucking like fucking morph into an adult, you know. So <laughs> so got, and and he's like you know kind of like uh, everybody loves that the fuck out of that kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna hate him next year. Like oh, they've turned into all they're all gonna be, monsters. <laughs> they're all gonna attack me and be weird. Uh, yeah. And- and well, hey, I have a question, but like with the upside down, do you think it's just like uh, that other universe in the mist, you know, where it's just some other world, but there's like a weird ecosystem that is bigger and scarier than ours, or do you think I, there's more to it? I hope it's that because they're yeah. huge. Like, I mean, if when you watch Stranger Things, you're like Stephen King reference, Stephen King, Stephen King, Stephen uh, King. So it'd be cool because I always thought the mist was cool, and like they never answer like where those beings come from you know um so that i mean i would like it i when it was like when it's kind of hinted that it's like eleven's mind or it's all you know like whatever she's producing it through herself i was like i guess that's kind of cool but i would love for her to have some kind of i would love for it to be its own place and just like be a parallel world to you know like what if this was the parallel world to our world like you know, there's another like fucked up. Like, what if the Demogorgon is like your other self or something? You know, like that's the you over there, or you know, I don't know. I mean, I hopefully they'll explain like what actually is going on. I'm hoping that's why like Paul Reiser's character is there for, to kind of like not keep secrets from the audience, like um, Matthew Modine's character was. I'm hoping that he'll it, like we'll kind of go on the scientific journey with him to figure out what. The upside down is which i think would be great you know instead of just being like this whole like government cover-up we can't tell you what's yeah. going on which i love that shit, but sure. i want they're answers able, now this is the season for answers i think it's like, all lovecraftian though i think yeah. that it's another another fucking dimension they mentioned mk ultra in the first season and i yeah. think that the mk ultra experiments a real thing that happened by the way they're basing on they're basing like the doors of perception and shit like they opened up the the fucking doors to another universe a lovecraftian type of thing and that's where you see monsters and like the horrors of the cosmos or whatever there's a lot of stephen king in there but i think there's i think that upside down part is really lovecraftian yeah Yeah. well i mean i i venture to go ahead seth oh yeah all i was gonna all i was gonna say is they've been able to cover a lot of different bases in terms of like the types of stuff that we like in horror and sci-fi they're able to like weave in all these things of like government conspiracy with this lovecraftian stuff with this more supernatural stephen king kind of stuff all wrapped up in this like nostalgic package um and it's cool that they're able to like expand upon that i'm really excited to see how the uh, uh, upside down world is affected will and and the it seems like that's a map being constructed of some kind of like upside down world maze kind of thing going on very intriguing yeah well i mean all these like horror writers like i mean you know if you go back it's like only a couple guys creating like these kind of horror stories so like lovecraft is a huge influence on every horror writer today so you know i i I, I think all horror is inherently lovecraftian no but i feel like you're like you know anytime you have a tentacle monster it's like oh that's so lovecraftian like everyone's so hentai (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but I, I but the thing is is like i i mean i've read some of his stories and they're so fucking dense man like it's hard to get through them right. you know I so i kind of like some of the like people who are taking that like mythos and like cultivating like new stories around it mm-hmm. 
um, because I think they're like just it's a lot easier to read and like the language is a lot easier. You know, there's not right. so much extra. The, the thing that I don't like about like Lovecraft and um, Tolkien is there's just so much like I'm a imaginative person, so I don't need a lot of like words to describe something. You can just give me like two or three words, and I'm like, oh shit, my imagination's running wild. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it's like I, he explains everything to like a perfect detail, and it's like yeah. it looks kind of weird. My idea, like you know, the way I would perceive something is different, but you know. I think there's also I've I've heard stories about this actually. I think it's uh there's something to be said about um, the, inter- the 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 world before the internet and before TV even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you you needed like actually Jake Cholak told me about this. He said like books used to explain exactly what desert deserts look like and and like far off reach uh, places in the sea and shit like that. Yeah. And now we've seen so many so much imagery on TV. We basically just don't need a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Lovecraft stuff is pretty dense because of that. Um, I personally like all, all that language and description and detail. Um, oh, you would. I do. <laughs> more, more words, please. I want to know the color of the darkness, blackness of its insides. Oh, I guess it's black. <laughs> darkness. It's like when I was reading, when I was reading at the Mountains of Madness, says like the whole time it's like the guys going up the mountain and like describing their fears, and yeah. I'm like, just get to the weird shit and the big fucking pain, like the fucking <laughs> penguins and shit, man. That's what I'm here for, you know. Um, so that's just me, just like I just want to get to the creepy shit as fast yeah. as possible. But I do, I, I do get like, it. I do like how in Call of Cthulhu, Cthulhu, there's like, you know, there's a ton of this like insane detail and description and stuff like that. But then, then when they get into the dimension of Ryla or whatever it's called where Cthulhu lives and stuff like he's describing it the same way as he's describing other things but it's still like supposed to be like so unfathomable like these angles that can't exist in our physical world and shit Um, so it's a good way of flipping the script uh, on what we're saying I guess Hmm. flipping the script alright final thoughts on Stranger Things final trailer looks dope (laughs) spooky spooky can't Definitely full-on spook mode. Spook, yeah. Can't wait to see Winona up to her old tricks. <laughs> oh, what is man. wrong with my boy? Like, just yelling at people. Yeah, yeah, that's like so all it, she it, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they've developed that character, too, because I'm sure they've heard a lot of, like, criticism about her. She's just, like, a star craving. She's, like, the cat lady. Yeah, that's, like, a she citizen. was the weakest part in the last, in the, in yeah. the first season, I felt yeah. like. But I do love her, and I, even though even though those criticisms, I think, are valid, I enjoyed her in the show too, so it'll be nice to see how she. Seems like I, she might be. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Finish your sentence. Oh, I was just gonna say. Seems like she might be having a hand in making that map or whatever. I couldn't. I didn't see who that was, or maybe that was Will. I, this. Anyway. I'm just gonna say she's the one who figured out how to communicate with her son in another fucking world. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I, I have. That's true. That's true. I have no issues with Nona Ryder because if you were a parent and your kid was missing. And you'd have these weird occurrences, and no one's believing you. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, you know, it's easy to throw in that category because, like, anytime I watch it, like, whoa, chill out. And it's like, well, she's trying to be a real mom or a real parent, you know? So I don't have, like, I liked it. I had no issue because if she wasn't doing anything or wasn't acting like that, we'd all be like, why is she acting so weird? Like, she doesn't even care if her kid's gone. Like, this is weird. So, like, <laughs> right, it's like right. you get this thing if you're, like, I mean, it could be a little bit of overacting. I get that kind of like, Whoa, she's really like, you know, dial it down. Like, you know, come on. But it's like at the same time, it's like, 
most of the people who are making that that correlation or saying certain things about her what you know no one's been through that shit it's people our age going well you know that acting's a little over the top and i mean i've seen good acting in movies before so you know and i don't know it's just kind of bullshit like i thought i at no point was i like oh get winona ryder out of this fucking show i was like i like her she's like the one that only she's like besides the kids she's the only person that believes that will is still alive yeah you know like even her son doesn't believe even his fucking brother doesn't believe he's alive you know you know I don't know. And, I got no. I got no issues. I'm fully, I'm fully there with you. I was thinking the same thing. Who are all these people that have lost their kids in another dimension? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, how the fuck do you? <laughs> and then fucking when the Demogorgon does the fucking like Freddy Cougar thing out of the lawn. It's yeah. like, well, how do you react to that? Either you're fucking going crazy because you actually are, or there's something else going on here. Totally. All right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next one. New Mutants. Oh, shit. Blow that one up. Oh, shit. Everybody ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three, two, one, start. This is like my fourth or fifth viewing. My second. My second as well. Y'all know me. I love them horror movies. <laughs> I love them things. <laughs> I thought this was a fake trailer when it started. Is this a horror movie? Yeah, Johnson, that's uh, why you're gonna be surprised, bro. Uh, okay. Mutant horror, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is fucking terrible fucking cover too. God damn, so bad. Little dink boys. <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> Look at that blood on that thing, man. That's what, because it was supposed to be Rosario Dawson, right? Is that Aria, man? Oh, yeah, that's Aria. That's Maisie. That's Maisie Williams. And then the girl from Split, the main girl from Split. And the Taylor Joy from The Beach. Who is this broken arm dude? That's the dude from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. That's Guthrie, what's his name? Something Guthrie. Yeah, Guthrie name. Johnson. Dang, that's my name on street shoe right there, boy. That blonde chick with the bangs is from S- Split. Yeah. Yeah. She's from gotcha. The Witch, dude. The Witch, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. actually Colossus's little sister. Yeah. Ileana Rasputin, I think, is her, her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great name. Great. This fucking, by the way, this fucking font for it, fucking, I'm into it, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. It's like a scratch against the wall, bro. I get it, bro. Yeah. It reminded me of like old, like Slash Record, like the Slash Records logo. Um, The germs were on there, like other punk bands from like New York and LA and all that shit. But reminds me of that like 80, like splatter wave kind of like street trash neon kind of blah, in your face kind of i just love because it's not it's not like a clean fucking marvel logo you know oh right 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 yeah. so 
I mean, someone yeah. else. I'll I'll reserve my comments. Someone else go. Johnson was I fresh. I want, I want to hear him first, if that's okay, with the Superhouse yeah, yeah. Council. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's kind of. I don't know what the thing is. Like uh, mutant, but where are the mutant? Who's a mutant? Are the kids mutants? Why aren't they yeah. using their powers? Mm, maybe that'll be explained. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They probably yeah. don't. So, so it, it's exactly. it's related to X Men, but they they don't mention it at all. They don't mention. It's well, gonna be. They say mutants in it, and it's called the New Mutants. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's got a Marvel logo in front of it, but uh, they want to do something different. You know, uh, uh, that's not the fucking same shit we've seen a lot these days. So uh, that yeah. that that goes. That's gonna tie into what my comments are. But keep keep going, Johnson. Uh, I mean, the trailer just looks like a straight up horror movie. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 I mean, as a horror movie, I guess, yeah. It's like a spooky hospital yeah. horror film. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, would, I guess I would have to know more about. The Is it a spook or a duke, Johnson? Just based on this trailer. It's it's a it's a it's a ooky. Slides. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Johnson needs more information. Uh-huh. I said Johnson needs more information. He needs to know yeah. more about what he's watching. Yeah, right now it just looks like a straight-up horror movie. Like yeah. Haunted, haunted Hospital. Which is, I, yeah, I guess it looks fine. It's got Melonhead in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John, I mean, uh, fucking uh, Stefan. Stefan, yeah. you go. Um, yeah, I think it looks really cool. At first I was like, because we heard the the reports of it being like, they're taking like a horror angle with it or whatever. I'm like, what does that even mean? And then seeing mm-hmm. the trailer, I'm like, okay, yeah, on one aspect, yeah, it does seem like a just a straight up horror film but then you know recognizing some of the characters the girl uh playing iliana or whatever like the hairstyle is good Maisie williams as wolfsbane is going to be awesome seeing her transform so taking that horror angle is cool thinking about some of these kids powers you know because then we get a werewolf transformation then we haven't seen that in a long time um and uh i'm interested (laughs) to see how they portray cannonball because he really just kind of like launches um, but then you got Sunspot, who's this like you know playing off this like fire power and stuff like that. So um, you know it's got all these cool elements clashing together. That you know we had we didn't see much of them using their powers is the only thing. So say, calling yeah. it the New Mutants right then is I can see where Johnson might be like kind of like you know like needing more information or whatever. I'm confused, um, so I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you're right. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> they don't show them it's for anybody who doesn't know about them really and i'm actually not very familiar with the latina female character um she was from legend uh, i am legend or something right uh well not that oh no no, no that's the doctor i mean the oh, young the young oh, kid oh, who oh, she's oh, talking oh. to in the trailer is like this young latina girl and i don't i'm not sure what her mutant powers i think she's like a later addition or i never really got into the new mutants but i'm pretty sure she wasn't a character in the original new mutants um, one cool thing about the New Mutants is the original artist was Bill Sinkovich, and he his art style was always pretty like um, wild and kind of splattery and really dark. Uh, and so there is there is an inherent kind of like dark element to this story that's already there. So that probably led down the road, uh, started him down the path of, of of making it more of a horror film. Um, so I'm really excited to see how like because. You know, instead of just this, like, um, you know, like the mutants as second class citizens kind of storyline, it's more, you know, it's like, it's like 
you know, they're in this creepy haunted house hospital or whatever, kind of being made to be afraid of themselves because these powers are taking control of them during puberty and this and that. Um, so it'll be interesting uh, seeing, like, how the tensions of those, like, adolescent fears are emphasized as opposed to, like, the um, equality kind of angle that we've seen in X-Men films thus far. Maddie, I'm going to go next just because I want you to close it out. All right, you're making me wait, making me sweat over here. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, all right, cool. You're, ma- you're making me horngry. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Okay, so um, basically, I'm just glad to see this fucking shit. Like, I, I don't, I do not have superhero fatigue. I will see every like everybody knows, like Maddie and Stefan Johnson. I feel like you've gotten a little bit of fatigue, but that's okay. Everybody's different, but like, 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 like Maddie and Stefan, I don't really have much much superhero fatigue but i understand people that do that being said i'm also extremely glad whenever i see something like this that is so different i mean it's, dude it's an x-men horror movie man how what a perfect cross-section of superhouse interest by the way yeah. i mean <laughs> it's fucking time i mean fucking dude we've gone on at length like three hours talking about x-men and then we're always going crazy over horror shit uh, I mean, and I'm working a practical effects studio now, so it's like, it's I'm really looking forward to this. Whenever I first found out, I, I follow this news all the time, and they said it's going to be kind of a horror movie, and I, you know, like what you guys were just saying, we're like, what does that mean? Like, really? How how, how much horror are we going to get here? You know, and, and then they show this trailer. It's like, oh, this is a fucking full on horror movie with X Men characters in it. And by the way, the comics flip shit all the time. I mean, there's been horror comics yeah. till since day one. This really isn't that new. There's, there's probably been a lot of horror yeah. X-Men comics out there. I mean, also turning into a mutant itself is fucking horrifying if that were to really happen. Yeah. You know, outside of any kind of plot, just the fact that if you were turning, imagine turning into like a demon-like character like Nightcrawler or something, it'd be fucking horrifying. So... Yeah. Uh, hopefully they added a little bit of body horror to this i think x-men really lends itself to that kind of thing and um basically that's it i'm fucking it's a full spook for me i fucking love it <laughs> i can't wait I, I can't wait it's one of my top fucking movies i see next year so uh nice. take it away uh uh maddie <clears throat> uh, just to let you guys there's a really cool video for the listeners and you guys uh nerdist did it it's the dan cave that guy who gives you the rundown on the new mutants it's not like anything with the trailer it's just like kind of a general like eight minute overview of everything you need to know about the new mutants so i watched it and then i did a little research because i was like i'm like johnson i was like what the fuck am i looking at here like i know some mm-hmm. of these characters i know what their like powers are supposed to be you know um but I thought this trailer, like I first watched it and I was like, I, uh, I thought it was a fake trailer. Like I put it on and I was like, there's no way we have a New Mutants trailer right now. There's no yeah, way. Like, weird. where the fuck is my Predator? Where the fuck is my The Predator trailer? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, uh, but I watched this and I, and I was like, all right, okay, cool. I'm in. Mutant X-Men horror movie. Cool, let's do this. And then I watched it again. I was like, oh, I'm really fucking excited about this. Then I watched it one more time and then I still got excited. And then this time, like I noticed more things this time around, but um, yeah, I think it looks fucking awesome. I I think this is like for people who are just kind of 
getting tired of the same old same old because like i think thor ragnarok's gonna be a little different but it's still following that same kind of shit you know like it's all very bright it's all like you know it's gonna be it's gonna be really funny too um but i i definitely like i think this is what like people need to get reinvigorated with like a new a new team of x-men or new mutants um i just i'm super excited andrew i think you're right i think we are going to see some body horror uh stuff with um massey williams uh character um just because she's going to transform and you know depending on how they decide to do that transformation scene which mm-hmm. you know i'm hoping that she like rips her skin off or some shit because i love when yeah. fucking werewolf movies do that shit that would be cool but you know we don't know what this is rated yet so we might get a pg-13 i'm kind of hoping they lean more towards an r with this just to get that horror aspect we did see like the doctor uh character have like cuts on her face which i assume is from uh what's her name is a wolfsbane is that her name yeah yeah i assume it's from her because she seems like the only one that would like give claw marks to her um and from my understanding is, is that these kids are kind of going through this, but they don't really understand what they're going through. So that's why they're at this like doctor facility. Um, and um, what uh, I think Stefan was mentioning or Andrew, both of you guys were mentioning that this is going to be like a psychological horror thing too, because like their first big run is they fight this thing called the demon bear, which is this psychological, it's like a giant bear with like fucking like, but it's like a mutant too, but it's all about fear and like, you know just like fucking with your mind so i'm very excited i don't know much about it i i put on my wish list the new mutants run that like i assume a lot of this is going to be based on i'm sure there's like more 90 shit that like some characters but i wanted to read that demon bear run just because i know that's the main villain which they haven't really announced yet because like how do you go about being like you know like it's called demon bear you know like how's that going to (laughs) come off in a trailer your first anyway so i I, i'm wondering how they're going to do that i like that they i don't know i thought all the visuals were cool that they gave away um solid cast you know just with we got game of thrones star we got the witch star we got the stranger Things star like that's all i need right right that's it you know get those kids in there i'm excited honestly i wish there was a little bit more like uh, i wish they would have shown a little more mutant ability like through one of them because i don't really think you see anything i think you do see cannonball put his hand on that washer and it's like the explosion happens which i'm like oh cool because he's cannonball that makes sense i like that that's cool so i assume when we watch new mutants what i'm gathering is is it's going to be an origin story for them but kind of told you know usually we get like one character we get, we get to follow one character to his origin story but I get. I hope. I think that they'll probably just have all four of them. I just assume there's only going to be four of them this time. Maybe they'll add someone later on or something. But you know, we'll get an origin story first, like one of their best villains or whatever. You know, I don't know, man. I think I think it looks dope. I'm excited. Uh, I think this is what for me anyway. Not that I'm tired of going to see comic movies. I've said on here multiple times. I'll trash something, but I'm going to see it because it's a fucking comic book movie and I love fucking <laughs> comic books. But I am excited that, like, you know, with, I think with the success of Deadpool and Logan um, being these rated R movies that, you know, Fox uh, decided, like, there's, we can take more of a leap now with some of these smaller franchises. And the thing I like too is because I watched the Runaways trailer. I don't know if you guys watched that, but that looks awesome. I don't really know that much about the Runaways. But comparing like a group of kids to another group of kids movie, movie versus TV show, mm-hmm. uh, I like that New Mutants has that darker edge. 
Whoa. Whoa. Uh, I don't know. My phone just freaked out for a second. <laughs> Dark and stormy. <laughs> now that was a spook. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, man, I think it looks dope. I'm excited. I can't wait for like whatever trailer two is going to be. Um, I'm very excited to see more mutant ability stuff because I hope that like they become a team to fight off Demon Bear or like whatever the fuck this thing is, you know. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm in, man. I've watched it four times now. <laughs> Nice. And I don't I know nothing about these fucking characters. It's not like, well, let me tell you, I read it from day one, or you know. Also, side note, Chris Claremont wrote the wrote like the initial run of the New Mutants. So and it was around the time that he was like doing his Wolverine shit. So if you like his Wolverine shit, I'm assuming you'll probably dig this shit too. So and there's like I think on Amazon right now it's like $27 for like the the big huge uh volumes of it that they're in black and white. So I think I'm gonna have to order it, guys. I think I need to know. Stefan, you're the most familiar with the source material, I take it? Um, I'd say close. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if um, Joey was here, he'd probably know well, a lot as well. well but... Actually, I was I was thinking of maybe just running down the mutants who are in the movie to kind of give people a little bit of context. Okay. Um, uh, so the young girl who we see with the, the bangs, the blonde girl, is Ilyana Rasputin, otherwise known as Magic. She's a Russian sorceress who uses teleportation discs to travel. She's the sister of Colossus, an X-Man seen in previous X-Men films. I'm reading this off of Wikipedia. Uh, my, my Damn, I was like, you know your shit. And I was like, no, you reading it. You reading it. Yeah. Yeah. Just kept going with it. Mizey Williams plays Rain Sinclair, uh, a.k.a. Wolfsbane, a Scottish mutant struggling to rec- reconcile her religious beliefs with her power to turn into a wolf. That's just a great sentence altogether. Oh, yeah. That, like, little side note, real quick from that Dan Cave thing. Like, I guess they tried to exercise her because she thought she was mm-hmm. the because she could transform. They think she's like possessed by a demon. Yeah. So she like conflicts with that a lot. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're good. That's a good tidbit. Um, Charlie Heaton, the kid with the broken arm, plays Sam Guthrie, aka Cannonball, a Kentuckian mutant who can propel himself into the air and is invulnerable while doing so. He's also one of the few mutants conser- uh, considered a what do they call him? Omega uh, level. Omega mutant. Yeah. Um, because of that, because he can fucking smash through a solid mountain or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, and then you got Henry Zaga as Robert, Roberto de Costa, um, a.k.a. Sunspot, a Brazilian mutant with the ability to manipulate solar energy. Um, and I know in the comics he's always had a lot of, like, dramatic kind of turns and uh, a lot of really, like, kind of painful, dark story behind him. Um, you also have Blue Hunt as Danielle Moonstar. That's the one who's laying on the bed who Alice Brago is talking to. Um, and she plays a mutant called, or she's a mutant named Mirage, a Native American mutant who has the power to create illusions drawn from the fears and desires of a person's mind. Um, mm. That's fucking dope. Um, and Alice Braga plays a character called Cecilia Reyes, a mentor to the group and a medical doctor who has the ability to generate a protective biofield around herself. Um, she's oh, that's been cool. Re- She's been regarded as being a pretty powerful mutant herself, um, and she was pretty prominent in like the the mid two thousands X Men runs. Um, but one thing I just want to say is I think you know based on those descriptions and what we're kind of seeing piecing it together, I think these characters lend themselves a lot to this darker um, mode of storytelling. It's like you know at one point it seems like it could just be a new angle for an X Men movie. But on another point, I think it feels probably pretty natural. So it's it's interesting to see that evolution happen right in front of our eyes. Yeah, and in front of. I, did, I, I 
I do like that most of the characters that are like that are made up of this team are have like these darker backgrounds or these kind of like sadistic powers almost. And I do like that um, uh, Rhea, the uh, doctor character, is like the mentor because she kind of comes off like she could be evil in the trailer, yeah. which is kind of like is kind of great because if you know her character, depending on what they decide to do with her, maybe she's under the influence of the demon bear or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. But I need to read more about the demon bear. I'm very interested if they're actually going to go full on, like, because I've seen images <laughs> of it and it, like it looks cool, like in a comic book. Yeah. But it's like, how do you do that visually in a film? Yeah. Um, and like, what what are all of its powers? And you know, like, I don't know. It sounds like it's kind of going to be kind of like a darker Legion, you know, um, which I'm pretty excited about, just because I thought Legion was such a great fucking show and like what I know of that character. It's cool. And the New Mutants have fought a Legion before, so... Yeah, he was on the team as well. Yeah. For a short period of time. So, yeah, they've had a lot of, like, different characters Mm -hmm. come and go. They've introduced a lot of new mutants into the the universe as well. So it's uh, kind of like a channel, like an opening gateway. They also fought Deadpool, so... (laughs) (laughs) Deadpool was a villain in one of their runs, too, so... I mean, there's like a lot of people I've like, I watched a video of some guys just talking about it because I was like, oh, these guys are going to be informative because it just seemed like uh, they were going to know more about the New Mutants. But they literally, I think, Stefan, you know more than them, me and you collectively put together. Uh-huh. Um, and I was just like, but listening to, they were just like asking all these questions. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I got like, but then it made me think. So I was actually kind of glad that other people were just kind of talking, trying to figure out what was going on. Uh-huh. So it was kind of cool to watch, but. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah I'm so is that, that the main antagonist? Just this demon bear thing? Or... Yeah, apparently, like apparently, like that first, like that first run that Chris Claremont did. It's all like pretty dark and all like psychological horror, and it's just like the demon bear just like fucking with all of their minds, basically mm-hmm. telling them, them like they're pieces of shit. They should kill themselves and blah 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 because he he feeds off fear so. You know, yeah. um, so it's gonna be like Nightmare on Elm Street, but with like a fucking demon bear. Which now, see, I'm into. Up, if that ended up being something like Mister Sinister, then I would be all about it. <laughs> like yeah, I d- I yeah. I don't know. I don't think we're gonna get Mister Sinister. I think this is gonna be. I, I think for right now, we're gonna get a standalone New Mutants villain, sure. and then I'm assuming probably. around like film two or three, we'll probably get some crossover action. On par with a, an Ares or a Steppenwolf or some such minor type of villain or Baron Zemo, I mean, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I'm I I like the the idea of just having like a weird villain. You know, I feel like you know maybe Apocalypse is like the weirdest one we've had. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. X Men universe, I'd say so. It's the most like. So I'm, so I'm totally down for like you know. I was ready for a Sauron or anything. Give me that Sauron. Savage Land. Oh, oh man. Savage Land. Savage they, Land they need a Savage, Savage Land film. Yeah. <laughs> all, all about the the plight of Sauron. The fucking Savage Land, bro. Yeah, I haven't thought about that in a while. It's a, it's a tragic story. Um, the director of this New Mutants, uh, Josh Boone, was quoted as saying um, he was particularly influenced by Bill Sinkovich's time as the artist on New Mutants, uh, which he called, or what he said was, a, this is his quote, uh, a darker and more surreal and impressionistic X-Men series than we'd ever seen before. 
So again, mm. again, this this series probably lends itself really well to this horror aspect. So it's that's I think what makes it pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm super psyched, man. I think it looks cool. I like the font. I like. Uh, the only thing I don't like is that fucking Pink Floyd cover. Ugh. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, trash. I agree with that. I think it fits. It's it's they did that same thing with the faculty back in the day. <laughs> oh God, I remember that. that. But that but that that's a better version. It is a little it's bit a better. better. I like I like this one because it's kind of like that choir kind of version that like um, acapella kind of weirdness that makes it look creepier. Oh well, you're it. wrong. I don't hate it. This artwork is awesome. This is a fucking great pick. I'm looking at the Sinkowitz now. Oh yeah! Holy crap! This is great. He did a he did a Wolverine and a Havoc run that's fucking incredible. Dude, this is this is great. I don't I don't know why I'm just now finding out about this guy. Because there is so much, bro. Because <laughs> there's so freaking many artists and so many comics, man. Yeah, that's the problem. It's hard, right? to, it's hard to read them all. It's hard to know every fucking artist. I mean, his face. Too much is shit. Or his Facebook and Instagram are pretty funny. He's just like constantly going on rants about like he's an angry dude. It's pretty funny. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a he's a cool guy. He's a really cool guy, but he's like really like vehemently kind of like he when he has a stance, basically he keeps it. He takes it. And he's very vocal about his stance. So he he gets kind of political. He gets kind of social, or you know, sometimes with other creators and stuff. Like he doesn't mince words. Basically, he's <laughs> he's pretty fiery. Okay, so we're now we're going into the last section, which in, which admittedly is a bit uh, experimental, <laughs> and I'm going to try to truncate this as much as possible. But basically, this is the uh, horror film and review section, and uh, this is a new th idea that I had, and I thought it would just be kind of cool to go over uh, a horror movie more kind of in detail since it is October mm. and stuff. Mm, so, so I chose uh, In the Mouth of Madness by John Carpenter. And let's see here. Let me just read the film summary for this movie. An insurance investigator begins discovering that the impact a horror writer's books have on his fans is more than inspirational. In the Mouth of Madness also known as John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness, is a 1994 American psychological Lovecraftian horror film directed and scored by John Carpenter. Da -da -da -da, stars Sam Neill and a lot of other people. Informally, the film is the third installment in Carpenter's Apocalypse trilogy, preceded by The Thing and The Prince of Darkness. Uh, and so moving on from that, uh, why did I pick this? The reason I picked this was I watched this YouTube video on uh, why don't they make Lovecraft movies anymore, which they they kind of do. I mean, every time they make an alien movie, that's a, basically kind of a Lovecraftian movie, but nothing really exactly based on the books mm -hmm. that much anymore. Yeah, or his stylistic and, kind of storytelling. Uh, right. Tropes. And they said that, I mean, basically the guy's main uh, takeaway was that uh, they're very expensive. Usually horror is pretty cheap. And uh, a Lovecraftian, uh, a Lovecraft uh, movie would be more expensive usually than your typical horror film. Oh, wow. And uh, 
that's because it usually is kind of sci-fi and whatnot um the cosmic horror thing and also he what what drove me to this film particularly was that in this video he said that this was the film that probably got the closest to any of the books or at least the idea of madness that is often portrayed or that he kind of uh, uh talks about a lot in his books um Lovecraft was very into the idea of something being so horrifying that you would go crazy, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And this is the only film that really uh, dives deep in that direction. So uh, that's why I watched it right after that. Well, not right after, but I watched it fairly shortly after that. watching that YouTube video. And I did like it. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of reminded me of uh, my old uh, Event Horizon days because it was Sam Neill yeah. and another horror movie that's and that movie's also a bit lovecraftian all right moving on from that the film's conception the movie leaves leans heavily on lovecraft but doesn't follow at the mountains of madness exactly the book originally is at the mountains of madness right uh that's one of his stories yeah right but the movie's called in the mouth of madness so it's kind of carpenters yeah it's not i don't think it's really the same i mean that takes place on an arctic expedition right you know it's not in a small town and yeah i mean i'm sure there's some parallels you could draw but i watch in the in the mouth of madness i don't like and i've read at the mountains of madness it's It's totally different yeah to me it's two totally different films i mean first of all you ain't got giant fucking blind uh, albino penguins (laughs) right 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 so, yeah, this kind of goes into that too. References to the old ones by Sutter Kane, which is the you know the author in this story that uh, writes these books. That um, a lot of people online think Sutter Kane is Stephen King, but Sutter King, Kane to me is Lovecraft himself. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of an amalgamation of the, the the storytelling of the Lovecraftian storytelling elements with the kind of cadence or the the recognition of that kind of Stephen King Sutter King um, you know it seems like he's drawing from kind of both they're kind of the two titans of like uh, horror fiction right of of, of these last few generations oh yeah yeah it's cool feel free to interrupt me at any time Um, so uh, the References to the old ones by Sutter Kane, along with certain representations of monsters printed in his books, and the latter brought to life are allusions to the Cthulhu Mythos, a series of stories by H.P. Lovecraft, and continued by other writers into modern times. In the sense, one could consider in the mouth of madness John Carpenter's own contribution to the Cthulhu Mythos. That's cool. That being because he fucking basically made this whole shit up, except for, you know. It's yeah. very different from uh, At the Mountains of Madness. Yeah. And it was really common for H.P. Lovecraft's contemporaries to, for them to share characters and share their universes with one another um, and build upon it. That is a perfect segue, man, because th- now we're, this is going to be less about in the, mountains of, in the Mouth of Madness but more about Lovecraft himself. I wanted to have a little Lovecraft facts section. Yeah, that's why you pay me. <laughs> <laughs> so you started it off. Wait, you're getting paid? <laughs> whoa, whoa, shit. What the fuck? I just right. the check. Number one, let's just start from the top. H.P. Lovecraft was born on August 20th, 1890 in Providence, Rhode Island. The horror magazine Weird Tales 
brought bought some of his stories in 1923. His story, The Call of Cthulhu, came out in 1928 in Weird Tales. Elements of the story would reappear in other ta- in other related tales. In his final years, he took editing and ghostwriting work to try to make ends meet. He died on March 15th, 1937, in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, I guess not much to say about that. Moving on, uh, early life here. Uh, a master of fantastical horror stories, H.P. Lovecraft was born. Howard Phillips Lovecraft. All right, it's a little bit of the same shit. His traveling salesman father developed a type of mental disorder caused by untreated syphilis when he was around the age of three. In 1893, his father became a patient at the Butler Hospital in Providence, and there he remained until he died in 1898. A sickly child, Lovecraft spent many of his school years at home. He became an avid reader, devouring works on a variety of texts. Lovecraft loved Edgar Allan Poe. And also loved astronomy. That's not much of a surprise there, I'd say. Um, he did attend high school, but he suffered a nervous breakdown before he graduated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he chose to stay up late studying and reading and writing and then sleeping late into the day. Um, he actually did publish some articles on astronomy in several newspapers. Um, many of his early works were influenced by the writings of Lord Dunsany, an Irish author of fantasy tales, as well as Lovecraft's early favorite, Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, fact number four, he was extremely racist. He was a piece of shit, dude. Maddie, can you, can you uh, regale us a little bit with, uh, <laughs> with uh, the racism he had? Uh, I mean, he basically, from my understanding of this documentary I watched on YouTube, totally forgot the name of it, was not prepared. It's I okay, apologize. Bro. No problem. Um, but I'm sure if you type in H.P. Lovecraft documentary in YouTube, you can watch it. But he ba- he didn't like anybody who was different. He had different, like he, you know, I think just the way like being a homebody basically is what he was when he was like his younger years. Uh, he couldn't handle crowds um and he moved like um but yeah he was just like he like didn't fucking like anybody who was different if you weren't like white and like of a certain kind of you know carried yourself a certain way you're just like the worst person to him um he ended up he i don't know what all you have he ended up big getting married to someone who was very outgoing which was very weird um, yeah and she would take him to places and he would have like it, like issues being around certain things and like where he was born for from it but i think he did move to new york or Bo- i think it might have been boston for a little bit and he lived there in like the city life but yeah man he was not like <laughs> just sounds like a weird fucking dude man and i mean rightfully so because yeah. some of the shit that just like came out of him is like that's some weird shit when you think about it like when you read some of his tales now, it's like, oh, I've seen weird shit like that before. But back, if you read that back in the day, can you even imagine? Yeah. Right, right, right. You know, like I, I, I mean, like, yeah. But yeah, for my minds of the youth or something. Yeah, but the documentary was really good, saying like, listen, like you, you know, you can give, you know, all the praise you want to Lovecraft for being a great like storyteller and horror writer, but piece of shit, <laughs> you know, like come on, like he was really. It was not a good. So it wasn't just like up. it wasn't just like black people. He was like, I hate the Jews. Like, what was his actual? I mean, yeah, you... it was like he just hated. Like, if you were anyone, did like he was just a big fucking racist man, right? Like, uh, it was but like, um, you know, I mean, 
I mean, I'm, I'm sure, yeah, I think he was just afraid of everything. And that, uh, you know, if he didn't understand it or couldn't wrap his head around it, like within that society, like the way you're brought up in that society, because like, I'm not excusing his racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, I'm assuming he was probably brought up in an extremely like, you know, I think it's a small town he's from. You know, and he was a homebody, always stayed at home. So you don't get that culture that you would get, you know, maybe going to high school or, you know, whatever. So, but different times, man. But yeah, yeah. from my understanding, like I didn't know that much about, I I didn't think he was that way, you know, but I don't think you do about any of the people that you like look up to as writers or like creatives until you dig deep and you're like, oh, fuck, this guy's a piece of shit. Oh. To his credit, it didn't didn't seep into his work all that much. Is Only that right? A little bit here and there. Here and there, he would talk about like colored folks and negroids and stuff, like that <laughs> and, and describe them, describe those characters as being like, you know, like uh, what's the word like below the common uh, cla- below the common class of people. He was he was really eloquent in his racism, and it was always very subtle in his in his works. But um, it's there. But it's yeah. there. I mean, he wasn't out picketing like you know, like organizations or anything back in the twenties or whatever. But but he he was he was known for for being pretty intolerant. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I thought that was, I thought uh, that was a very a interesting good, point. Creepy, spooky, spooks. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on from that, um, he would also he was in the habit of dating some of his letters two hundred years earlier than the current date. Cool. A little interesting. <laughs> he's not a man. It was a demon spawn from Ryla who possessing this from Ryla individual. This My daughter's name is Ryla. Xenophobe. Agoraphobe. Xenomorph. Xenophobe. Is there a coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. Although Lovecraft is most famous for creating the Cthulhu mythos, he himself never used that term. Lovecraft referred to his own series of interconnected mythos stories as the Arkham Cycle. Yeah. And that is the Batman uh, and Batman got influenced in that way. So it, Lovecraft even influenced Batman. It's influenced fucking everything, man. Yeah, there's um, a, there's a series called The Doom that came to Gotham, and that's all Lovecraftian, like Batman fighting like. Uh, Cthulhu monsters and shit. Um, I, I haven't read it all because I could only find one and two, and there's a three-parter. And I think maybe Magnolia drew it or did at least the covers or something for it. But it's it's pretty cool, man. It's like they're all growing under Gotham, like all this like other worlds coming through. And Batman, it's like a period thing, and he's like trying to figure it out. And it's like I think at the end of one of the comics, he just goes down and ends up turn, putting a lantern up, and just like all this fucking weird fucking shits coming at him, and you know, it's like holy fuck. But uh, yeah, if you if you want to dig into both, that's a pretty cool comic. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think Batman really lends itself to that kind of thing. Okay, so the next one, uh, he rarely went out in public during the daylight. He was best yeah. buddies with Harry Houdini. Weirdly enough. Uh, he really didn't like sex. After his death, Sonya Lovecraft told a Lovecraft scholar that he was a virgin when they married in 1924, age 34. Before their marriage, Lovecraft reportedly bought numerous books about sex and studied them in order to perform on their wedding night. Wow, weird. Sonya later... Total alien in man skin, wasn't he? Dude, basically. Yeah, he was, dude. Wow. 
Sonya later said that she had to initiate all the sexual activity, saying the very mention of the word sex seemed to upset him. He did, however, make the statement once that if a man cannot be or is not married at the greatest height of his sex desire, which is which in his case, he said, was at age 19, he became somewhat unappreciative of it after he passed 30. I was somewhat shocked, but held my peace, she said. Oh, man. Rough. Maybe, maybe he was gay. He it's possible, support. dude. It's possible. You feel like <laughs> or, I feel like that would have come out, though. It's I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, Sonya's got to know, right? You know, they, they even knew back then. They knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, maybe he just like, I mean, it sounds like he just like super overthought it. And like with his like personality yeah. is, you know, I mean, like who's, I mean, you know what? Props to him for studying and just being like, all right, I'm totally prepared to do anything she might ask me to do. Yeah. You know, it's like at that point, you're going to be like so overqualified for sex. She's going to be like, whoa, dude, you're a little bit of a creep now. It's probably like you were saying, Maddie, like he probably just was really afraid of quite of a lot of things. And that intimacy probably like was really off-putting i think his parents fucked him up like being insane yeah. themselves uh yeah. this is another th- thing i missed but his mother was also in this in the same mental asylum for different reasons i oh, think wow. yeah so uh didn't have a great upgr- upbringing could be a genetic kind of thing too where his own psychosis was a result of his genetics yeah yeah it could be i mean that's interesting <sighs> His dad apparently liked sex if he was fucking around enough to get syphilis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe that maybe that maybe. maybe seeing his father die of syphilis is supposed to be really horrifyingly painful. Um, yeah. Maybe, that, maybe that's like really that would freak me out. I remember sex ed in 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 high school for me that terrified me. Dude, I terrifying. Was, I think that was their their intention was to freak you out about it so you would you would abstain. Uh, but it, it certainly it kept me off of sex for a long time up until not until I was in college really right uh, yeah me too anyway <laughs> alright um, Cthulhu is pronounced Kalulu it's what they, that's what they're saying um, which is K-H-L U-L hyphen L-O-O so Cholula Kalulu? There was this fucking weird dude, and Stefan knows what I'm about to say, but there was this weird dude I knew in college that said it was pronounced Khaktala, like it was supposed to be like like it was supposed to be like a Middle Eastern type of thing, which sounded cool to me at the time, but it's totally unfounded. Just, he was one of those guys that really believed that the Necronomicon was real and all this shit, mm, so man. ancient aliens and all that shit, so he's one of those guys. Kind of ridiculous. Earther. Yeah, one, yeah, basically, yes. <laughs> okay, uh, we're about done with, with these Lovecraft things, but um, Lovecraft isn't buried under his headstone. Uh, hundred, hundreds of people visit his headstone each year to pay homage, but he's not there. His body is nearby, though. They don't say where, though, oh, wow, uh, in the article. It's nearby. That's all we know. Um, I'm sure some people know. Um on October, on October 13th, 97, someone apparently tried to dig up Lovecraft's body, not knowing it wasn't there. They dug about three feet and then gave up for unknown reasons. That was... <laughs> <laughs> <Looking> stoner. <laughs> uh, too much work, bro. Oh. 
dig a grave. You actually got to dig a grave. Dude, it's like work. All right. <laughs> Last one, and then we'll get back to the actual movie. Lovecraft and his creations frequently appear in popular popular culture and have shown up in such diverse places as episodes of South Park, Metallica, Batman, and Alien, and so on. All right. Back to In the Mouth of Madness, the actual main story here. Uh, let's see. Um, the uh, Lovecraftian themes show up in the movie. Uh, one is this is this is in not just this movie or not just at the Mountains of Madness, but it happens in to, in a lot of his works. The theme of forbidden knowledge, forbidden dark, esoterically veiled knowledge, is a central theme in many of Lovecraft's works. Many of his characters are driven by curiosity or scientific endeavor, and in many of his stories, the knowledge they uncover proves Promethean in nature, either filling the seeker with regret for what they have learned, destroying them psychologically, or completely destroying the person who holds the knowledge. That's the shit that I really get into. Some critics argue that this theme is a reflection of Lovecraft's contempt of the world around him. Fuck yeah. <laughs> causing him to search inwardly for knowledge and inspiration. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had a terrible life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovecraft yeah. is pretty fucking metal, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty fucking metal. All right. Um, and then the other theme, there's a bunch more, but I only put two here. So the last one I have written here is the uh, Risks of a scientific era at the turn of the 20th century humanity's increased reliance upon science was both opening new worlds and solidifying understanding of ours lovecraft portrays this potential for a growing gap of man's understanding of the universe as a potential for horror <laughs> in a letter to james f morton in 1923 lovecraft specifically pointed to einstein's theory on relativity as throwing the world into chaos and making the cosmos a jest. In a letter to Woodburn Harris in 1929, he speculated that technological comforts risk the collapse of science. Indeed, at a time when men viewed science as limitless and powerful, Lovecraft imagined alternative potential and fearful outcomes. So, I think there's probably more people that do this, but it seems to me, in my limited research... This was, he was kind of one of the first guys, if not the first, to really focus on this stuff. You know, he's kind of making, he's one of the first guys to make sci-fi horror. Yeah. And to really delve that deep into it. So that's what I love. And I think that's what, uh, in the mouth of madness, uh, you know, it kind of touched on those themes, at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. Carpenter likes that kind of shit, which is the segue to the next part. Why did John Carpenter want to do this film? Uh, I actually couldn't find a whole lot on this. It's kind of scarce, but I'll I'll read what I have. Uh, Carpenter's favorite line in the film is "Reality's not what it used to be." That's so nineties. <laughs> and then uh, another thing here is, <laughs> yeah, it is right. Fucking hey, <laughs> dude. Uh, although Sutter Kane might appear to be representative of Stephen King, he's more likely to be based on H.P. Lovecraft. All right, I, yeah, I said that. Uh, Hobbes End is based on Lovecraft's Arkham rather than King's Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. The plot of the film also more closely resembles something Lovecraft might have written. Uh, 
focusing on the effects that hor horrific occurrences ha have on one's sanity rather than the external horrors that most of King's writing lean towards. Uh, let's see here. The And then another thing about the film here. Uh, the dozens of monsters featured towards the end of the film were a combination of men in suits, animatronics, and a full-sized wall of creatures. It took mm -hmm. over 30 people to operate the monsters. Do you guys know the, th the scene I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, dude, when he opens the church. Yes, near the end there. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's like the coup de gras right there. That's like the that's like the best scene probably in the movie. I like that one in the uh, and the um, the elderly innkeeper when she has like the tentacle legs and her husband's uh, chained to it. Yeah, so yes, that's yes, fucked yes. up, man. That's great. It's fucking great, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're getting towards the end here. Um, I know I'm reading a lot, but uh, hopefully people are getting uh, something out of this. Um, <clears throat> movie's reception. In the Mouth of Madness was released in December of 1994, uh, da, 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 and it grossed 3400000 some odd dollars in its first weekend, and $8 million total in its first run. It was a financial disappointment, but it didn't earn enough to cover the film's budget. Rotten Tomatoes has gave it a score of 51%. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a little rough. Calm down. Yeah, a little rough, right? Um in their book, Lurker in the Lobby, a guide to the cinema of H.P. Lovecraft, Andrew Miglior and John Streisick write, No film reviewed in this book is so strongly divisive as In the Mouth of Madness. This is a film people either love or hate. There seems to be no in-between. The film's weakness is the generic rock soundtrack composed and performed by the director John Carpenter and the disjointed script that apparently left actors as confused as the plot. The film's strength is its Lovecraftian themes and the concept that the writer Sutter Kane is changing reality through his writings. <laughs> also, Kotaku, mainly they write video game shit, uh, but they also had a little thing about this, apparently. They said, after a certain point, you'd be forgiven for deciding not to try and hold the plot to anything resembling coherence. A far more rewarding way to watch In the Mouth of Madness is to simply view it as an ambitious but flawed meta-narrative about insanity and soak up all that gleeful slime and tentacle creature horror while you're at it. Um, mm, I didn't think the plot was that hard to follow. I mean, I, I think I could see if, you, if it was like a little incoherent, but uh, I pretty much got most of it. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, definitely... Uh, a spook for me um <laughs> and this i'm already segueing naturally into this uh my next thing here is uh, everybody's opinion on the film so uh maddie what did you what do you think about this movie in general i mean i fucking love it man it's carpenter i think <laughs> i mean it's not as good as the thing or prince of darkness in my opinion it's the lesser of the three um good i remember i uh, i think i saw it uh on VHS, I think my dad rented it and had no idea what I was getting into. And I remember we just sat down, it's supposed to be a scary movie, whatever, I'm game. Sit down and you know when the kid rides past on the bike and it's like the old man? Fucking terrified mm -hmm. me, man. Right, I was right, in, right, let's right, do right, this. Right, right. What else? Uh, I think the scares are good. I think all the, the horror stuff's great. Uh, you know, I remember 
after watching it, I was like, man, it'd be cool if Sutter Kane actually, this is before, like, you know, I knew who Lovecraft was or any of that. And like, you know, not till later and multiple viewings of this film and having read Lovecraft now, do I get all of that? But I was just like, is Sutter Kane, like I needed to find those books. I wanted to be like, does it really drive you insane to read those? You know, like I thought it was great. I don't think the plot's hard to follow. And I think it makes, I think it's great that it does kind of slip into this weird kind of maddening tale because it's what's happening to the main character, you know, like, right. I, I mean, if I'm watching a film about someone slipping into madness, I want to watch madness happen on the screen, you know, right, and I think right, we've right. all seen it in movies that get reviewed, uh, who get really great ratings or, you know, or by, uh, you know, other filmmakers or prestigious websites like black Swan is someone slipping into madness. And, you know, I think at some point you're like, what the fuck is going on? Is she a real swan? Like, what the fuck is happening? You know, right, but right, right. it's part of the madness. And you kind of have to embrace that when you watch a movie called In the Mouth of Madness. You know, some stuff's not going to make sense. And if, you know, if that's intentional or Carpenter just being like, ah, fuck it. Let's just throw some shit at a fan. It's, you know, throw something on the wall, see what sticks. Then fuck, man. I mean, you know, he made a good movie, in my opinion. I love it. Uh, in Mouth of Madness is something I like to show people. You know, when they want something a little different, a little weirder, they like kind of like uh, I think it's a little it's like the lesser seen Carpenter film, you know, that is kind of nice. You know, uh, I don't think it wasn't for me. Prince of Darkness was with Stefan was like, what the fuck? You haven't seen Prince of Darkness? I was like, no, watch that fucking great movie, too, by the way. All y'all should be watching Prince of Darkness Um, on the list. But um, yeah, man, I love In the Mouth of Madness. I just, I, I always revert back to like seeing it as like in when it came out on uh, VHS, like renting it and like watching it with my dad at night and just being like, you know, fuck it, like, you know, there's scary parts in it, man. Like, I, they do, not now. I mean, I pause it on that fucking church scene though, just trying to look at all the shit that they like, all those creatures and stuff that come out at the, uh, at that part. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, I only got to close out with, do you read Sutter Kane? (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever uh, end up watching it, Stefan? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it a few times, actually. Um, It was nice to get the refresher kind of recently when you when you brought it up. Um, Good movie. It's 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 pretty dated uh, at times. Mm. Um, But, you know, it's Sam Neill in his prime. He's such a great actor. Um, And it's just got genuine fucking terrifying visuals and ideas running through it i remember when i first saw it as a kid we had rented it from the video store and um my mom she hates horror movies <laughs> so so she, uh, my brother i think my brother uh, my brother carlos he was he's uh he was at the forefront of like renting it and i didn't know what the fuck it was but i remember when we watched it he like we all loved it we thought it was a great movie but it was definitely like one of the top scary films of my childhood i would say just because it like a lot of the psychological stuff was so beyond me, but then accompanied with the visuals, I was just like in the mouth of madness. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, no, I love this. I love. I like this movie a lot. Yeah. Um, I. You know, I think that it does have that kind of um, '90s cheesiness to it, and. <laughs> But what can you do? It's, it was made in the fucking night. It was made in '94, you know, right, like right yeah. in the center. And uh, I think that's kind of ultimately a plus for me personally. I, I love that shit, and um, I do. I can kind of under. I can kind of like see why they don't like the generic rock, rock soundtrack. 
But uh, I love that. That's one of my best parts about it. Yeah, it's, it's like that. Yeah, it's part of the charm <laughs> in a sense. And 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 John Carpenter. It's weird. Like this could very easily be been a, like a much more serious film. But I think there's always like a tinge of mm-hmm. that cheesiness slash humor with with John Carpenter. Um, well, I guess not. Well, not in every film that he does, but it's 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 there in this film, which I appreciate. I like that. And um, just seeing a guy go insane and it also ending up being kind of uh, meta, as the kids say, you know, uh, the, the, <laughs> the film kind of calls to itself. That's fun, you know, and the creature yeah. work is cool. Uh, I think that it's kind of a gem of a horror film. Um I had never seen it before. I saw that YouTube video and I, I was very intrigued because I wanted to watch, you know, the guy said this is the closest that anybody's ever made to an actual Lovecraft book. And I was like, hmm, all right, sounds good to me. So that's why I ended up checking it out. Um, that being said, it's pretty different from the actual fucking At the Mountains of Madness. But I guess the actual theme of somebody going actually crazy, that's the that's the point that's the closest to the book so i appreciate i appreciate that uh i recommend this film to everybody um i'm going to see prince of darkness probably even tonight i'm not sure Ooh, uh, Ooh, i might watch it too Ooh, yeah nice. Ooh. maybe we'll do that next um hopefully you guys uh can um make a similar uh little report sure at some point for for some horror movies again um to close out, I have the a little bit more info on just the uh, the end of uh, Lovecraft's life. I know we covered his death before, but uh, let's just uh, in detail the death and legacy of Lovecraft. In his final years, Lovecraft was barely able to support himself. He took editing and ghostwriting, like I said before. He died of cancer on March 15, 1937 in Providence, Rhode Island. He left behind more than 60 short stories and a few novel novels and novellas, including the case of Charles Dexter Ward. Lovecraft's passing was mourned by his devoted following of his colleagues and aspiring writers with whom he corresponded and collaborated. Two of these friends, August Derleth and Donald Wandre, formed a publishing company called Arkham House, to promote and preserve Lovecraft's works. So that's basically it. Um, yeah. Good, good show. Horror films in review. I don't know what we're going to call it, but maybe we'll just end up calling it that. <laughs> Under the microscope. <laughs> I wanted to get more into the actual film production because I think movies like The Thing, mm-hmm. they're like notorious. Like they, they're like that and apocalypse now not a horror movie but some movies productions are famous you know and everything was recorded about them because they were just hell or whatever this movie didn't seem like it had so much of that but uh that's why i had to kind of fill it up with everything else uh but hopefully that was informative indeed (laughs) good one i'm glad you liked it all right definitely that it pretty much like, uh, Go ahead, oh. sorry. Oh, I just uh, as a tidbit, if uh, you if you watch in the mouth mass, you enjoy it. This one is not as extreme, but you should also check out Jacob's Ladder. Um, yeah. Equally tentacle t- tentacle monsters and weird shit going on there. Uh, inspiration 
for Silent Hill and a lot of other like games and like every, almost every movie is like stolen something from that Jacob's Ladder movie. Jacob's but, Ladder is a shit. Yeah, dude. Uh, <sighs> Jacob's Ladder scared the shit out of me as a kid. But um, yeah, it's another one that if you haven't seen, I would recommend after In the Mouth of Madness. If you're just riding that train, dude, into that weird shit, just keep going. And, yeah, if you're on that train, I would, I would also recommend From Beyond. Oh, dude, yes. that's so good. Look, little camp, but little camp never hurt anybody. It's campy, <laughs> but it's great, and it's also uh, very Lovecraftian because it involves like insane creatures from the another dimension. And if you like the creature work, especially, I think the creature work, the practical effects in In the Mouth of Madness, especially that scene with the 30, 30 people working it, is mm-hmm. kind of not as many people, but it's similar-ish design as from Beyond. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that that whole Stuart Stuart Gordon, like, definitely has its own feel to it, um, for sure, Uh, but, I mean, yeah, From Beyond is fucking great, man, oh, dude, I fucking love that movie so much, but that one's good. good. There's another Cthulhu movie that I have not seen, it's, like, the, it's, uh, it's, it's produced by, like, a production company that, like, mainly did, like, gay films, it's like God. The main character is gay, and he goes back to his hometown, and it's kind of like the the Innsmouth kind of Arkham place where he lives. And I don't know if it has a creature in it, but there's like a lot of weird, like culty stuff going on with the people. And I've heard it's actually a pretty cool adaptation, um, but like the production value leaves a little to be desired with like most Lovecraftian Lovecraft films. They kind of leave a little bit, but I've been trying to track it down. It doesn't look like it's like ridiculously expensive to buy on DVD, like from another person. Um, you know, uh, it's not, it might be able to rent on Amazon. I haven't looked into it yet, but that's another one. There's also a movie that came out in the nineties called Necronomicon, which I hear, like, I remember seeing it. Don't remember what the fuck happened in that movie, but I remember the cover. Cause it's like a book. You know, and I think it has like an eye on it or something. But I did track it down. You can watch that on YouTube for free. I watched a little bit of it. It's kind of terrible, but there's some weird fucked up shit in it. Uh, if you need some more Lovecraft stuff in your life. Um, sorry, Andrew, just giving a rundown of stuff. No, no, no. Yeah, that's good. Like, that's oh, good. yeah, let's uh, get me into it. Um, <laughs> and I was trying to, I think that's all I got. But I feel like almost every horror movie, like within that kind of like, there's always a little Lovecraft always seeping into every kind of like horror story, you know, um, which is, you know, the testament to the, the writing of the guy and the ideas that he had. Uh, honestly, it's probably some of the like even it's probably some of the most fucked up shit you'll ever like try to envision in your head. Like, what the fuck was it like trying to get in that guy's mindset when he was born and when he was writing is crazy. Like, who thinks of this kind of stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. You know, like everything now that I draw or like I've seen drawn is like, oh, well, you like that looks like Giger. It looks like an alien or, you know, this looks like from the thing or, you know, but, you know, you got to hand it to him for having a fucking fucked up imagination, man. Like. Yeah, it's good shit. Good shite. I think that ends the regularly scheduled program. Um, Have any other uh, final uh, shit? Um, I'm just going to take, uh, just because Joey just mentioned it, uh, just a little segment. I just watched Mindhunter, which is produced by David Fincher. And it's about the start, uh, I guess, back in the day of the FBI, things were very black and white about killers. You know, they had this kind of motivation and that's all it was. And then you kind of have this turn. Um, 
Like I think it, like in the in the seventies and eighties where you got a lot of these like you know people fucking eating people, you know, cutting mutilating people, and so Mindhunter is about the start of that. Like them trying to start a behavioral science that was actually trying to stop or see signs of serial killers before they start. So you you know cool. you know uh, see something say something kind of thing. You know like um, and it's a cool struggle of like stuff that we take for granted now because when they're introducing these ideas, cause like not till, you know, later on in the series, do they actually use the word serial killer? So just to give you kind of a pers- perspective of like what you're kind of dealing with and like what they were trying to get accomplished in the FBI. Uh, it's kind of crazy because like you grew like, you know, like we've grown up and you know, there's been some vicious killers that we all know about, but you know, it's, it's just so well done. The acting's f- fucking awesome. And it. it's got like, totally forget the guy's name but he's like in every david fincher movie he's like that bigger dude and he has that like caveman face but he's like really good um i totally can't think of the actor's name right now um but and he's in every david fincher thing that i think i've ever seen uh but it's very much like in the vein of seven but i wouldn't say as dark but definitely like it gets there with some of the killers they interview and some of the like the descriptions of things that they do to their victims is just like this is fuck. It's just, it's well-written. It's great. It's 10 episodes. Uh, Joey just said he watched the first one. He's hooked. I was the same way, man. I couldn't put it down. I needed to know like, you know, like what led them to this. And like, uh, and it seems like there's going to be an overarching kind of like, they do try to help solve like murder investigations. I don't know how many of them are true or not, or cause I haven't done any research. There is a book you can pick up called mind hunt, mind hunter by two guys that I assume are based on, or the, the real names are not used in the show. So I think it's kind of fictional for that aspect, but I think everything they went through is in the book and is pretty well portrayed in the show. But dude, it's fucking great. If you need a new like spooky show to watch, man, there's nothing spookier than like true stories of people killing people. Cause that shit, like Mm -hmm. that's the shit that gets me, man. Like I can't imagine doing that to another human being, you know, like I, I don't have that violent bone in my body to like, take someone out of this world so to hear people to do it no show like they don't have feelings or don't have a you know it's crazy man but great fucking show uh great acting just great directing i think fincher does like three episodes he does the first one then the last two episodes another guy fills in definitely has that like zodiac look to it that color scheme you know not so much like the seven like kind of dark it's yeah it's more zodiac kind of you got like the dark but with the blues and you know some of the opening shots are definitely like uh when you follow that car and zodiac when it's like going through the streets definitely like fincher's like got his name on it you know like with that and the music it's all the music in it's like by popular artists but like songs you didn't hear you know but came out in that time period because there's like a zeppelin song i I don't think i've ever heard and i was like oh that's a fucking good zeppelin song and i've never heard it but I recommend it. I think it's great, especially if you need a new spooky show to watch. Because I started watching this terrible one called Slasher, which is a Canadian like slasher show. And I was like, oh, this might be fun. Hated it. Mindhunter, though, worth your time. Nice. Stefan? Recommendation from Matty Fields. Um, yeah, I'm good on everything. I think that was a really great episode. I think we are doing a good job on the spookiness. All right, everybody. That was episode 92. Thanks for listening once again. This has been a pretty fucking awesome episode, in my opinion, at least. Um, we'll hopefully have some more uh, horror film shit in the future, as well as more spooky shit in general. 
Um, thanks again to Stefan's mom. <laughs> What's her first name? Sandra. Thanks, Sandra. <laughs> and Rich, I see you there on uh, on Twitter a lot as well. So uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, thanks, Rich, for liking pretty much every uh, Twitter <laughs> thing that we post. That's awesome. <laughs> thanks, Pop. <laughs> Moms and pops up in here, and uh, that's it from me. Uh, Maddie, got anything? Uh, no, man. I thought it was. I thought we had a good time. Thought it was fun. Uh, want more spooky stuff? I love it all. Uh, yeah, man. Shit, you guys need to watch Mindhunter. That's all I gotta say. I want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I need to talk about. It. I need to see what other people think about it because I thought it was fucking awesome and it kind of came out of nowhere. I remember hearing about it and I loved it. Nice. I'm gonna. I'll check it out. Uh, Stefan, you got anything? Nah, that's it for me, y'all. Sayonara, suckers. <laughs> This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have uh, a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar you'll be able to uh, give us a topic for us to talk about. And we'll talk about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows how long it'll take. And that's pretty tight. (laughs) That's the coolest thing. (laughs) Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. (laughs) And we can make money. (laughs) What? (laughs) If you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. You give us a grant, who knows what'll happen. Check us out. I'll I'll do that. I'll do that. You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. I'll give you a for weekend. For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>